Lit fam. I don't know enough slang to even respond to that. Boo 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 boo. Is this also the kind, the time of year that you get hit with a baking bug, Grant? A like baking this, bug. Like, does fall arrive and you're like, the oven's coming on and the flour's coming out? Or are you like a year-round baker or not much of a baker? I'm more of a... I, I would say I don't get hit with a baking bug as far as I'm aware. Okay. But am I a year-round baker? I'm a very inconsistent baker. Uh, the number one time when I tend to bake is when I have overripened bananas. Mm. The thing that I I am getting hit with, though, because I've really been getting hit with it for months, but now that it's cold enough, I don't feel uh nearly as much of a ethical conundrum with it, is I've been thinking about uh breaking on my food dehydrator again. Okay. Um... Because I don't feel like it's proper to use it in the summer because it's like an oven that is just like open to the room the whole time. Sure, sure. But it runs for 8 to 24 hours on end. So it like feels really dumb to be running a space heater in my apartment when I have the air conditioning on. If you had good weather, could you run it outside on your little patio? I probably could, but I... I just get, so I live like close enough to a busy street that like there's a significant amount of like crud that settles out of the air. Like if you leave something on my patio for like a week, there is a thin layer of like crud on it. Oh, I, and yeah, so, I, I know what that's like. Come out here and watch it for a day. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like it gives me the perception there's so much stuff in the air that like actively blowing that air over food that I'm then planning to eat doesn't feel like an ideal solution, but it would work, I think. Mm-hmm. It just, like, feels kind of gross. That's fair. I don't want to taste road crud. Mm-hmm. I That just reminded me of something that's completely unrelated. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's a weird quirk, or maybe someone's playing a prank on me. I don't know. But I had an instance this week where I learned that uh, Microsoft Word was choosing to autocorrect every time that I typed the word crud to uh, curd. That's funny. (laughs) And I only noticed it when someone kept mentioning curds in response to something where I repeatedly wrote crud. And I was like, are they, like, afraid to say the word crud? Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then I looked back at what I had typed, and I'm like, I did not type curd. I was not talking about curds. I was talking about crud, and I don't know what's going on, and it was freaking me out. I am now very interested in a very short answer for what you were typing into Microsoft Word that contained the word crud. It was, it was like, scientific writing uh, about a important concept in we'll say in the recycling of uh radioactive waste from uh like commercial nuclear power plants and in uh, this field crud is in the vernacular or this was a placeholder no crud is unfortunately in the vernacular for a type of problem that is hard to predict and poorly characterized fantastic 
and it's just like nasty gross sludge uh-huh. that gets formed that isn't yeah, well understood at all and so like it was yeah it was first found at the large scale in like more commercial implementations of technologies and so the like most of the documentation about it is in like process manuals and like like stuff made by like engineers and like guys who are like working on the line or whatever dealing with this crap so they're just calling it like oh it's the crud from 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 the stuff like it's it's the crud well, that's the best possible answer you could have given. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's funny to hear or to see like uh like scientific uh resources. They refer to this and they're like trying to answer like questions like, is there an IUPAC definition of cr- of this type of special crud? And they're like, No, definitely not. This is a very <laughs> colloquial term used. And we do not have a better way to describe it, so we'll continue calling it this because we don't know what to call it. Yeah. Because, like, it's That's just, funny. like, you can't, like, call it something specific and scientific because it's not any of those things. It's a yeah. mixture of all of them all at once, except for when you finally say that that's true and then it ends up becoming one of them. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's it's one of those problems where the second you, like, pin it down, it it is sentient enough that it figures out you pinned it down and it, like, fights back. <laughs> it is quantum crud. <laughs> yes a, qua- a quantum idea Ooh, quantum crud that i like that i'm gonna use that for something i don't know what yet but it's gonna happen do you either have quantum crud or quantum curds definitely crud hmm. i feel like quantum curds just sounds like like forbidden cheese <laughs> well i'm sorry you had an issue with microsoft office but that's kind of par for the course yeah did you figure not- out how to fix your problem uh, and just tell it to not do that. I I haven't fixed it yet, but I was just gonna do a uh, command F curd when I was done, and then replace with crud. Well, I suppose that is a temporary solution. I meant more of a permanent one, but it's not something I'm like dealing with forever. Like I'm not think. in love with these cruds. Uh, I would love to not have to think much more about these cruds in a couple months anyway. So, uh-huh. um. I also might, like, next time I notice it happen, like, when I'm typing, maybe, like, go and hit the thing and be like, no, actually, don't do that, and then, like, forget this uh, auto-correction or whatever. Sure. Yes. That is what I meant by more permanent solution. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it's dehydrator season. We're approaching it. That's what I'm feeling, but hmm. now, now that you're saying that, it's making me want to bake. Go get yourself some bananas. Yeah, well, I, so I recently actually, wait, maybe I already told you about this. I don't remember what I say to people. Uh, that sounds bad, but we'll, we'll just keep rolling with it. Um, I recently came into possession of a significant quantity of apples. Ooh. Um, and so I made some apple butter. And by some apple butter, I made an entire, like, I don't know, is six quarts a fairly sizable crock pot? Or like crock potty uh, size. That's that is a typical crock pot size. I made yes. a, an entire crock pot full of apple butter. <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's a lot of apple butter. Can confirm. Yeah. Survey um, says. And it is delicious. I bet. So yeah, I I know that's not baking, but it's like it's it's something with food. That counts. Yeah. Do you All do you have a bacon cooking. buzz? Um, I was not intending to. But then 
Erin decided she had the baking bug yesterday when I went to go get my flu and COVID shots. Mm-hmm. So immediately after getting two shots of my arm, I walked around and, and grabbed, uh, you know, over a dozen pounds of baking ingredients in a basket. So, nice. Some of which workout. we definitely didn't need. Um, <laughs> the dog that we took care of for like a year when their people moved out, we took a bunch of stuff from them. One of them being a four pound bag of sugar, but I forgot about that. So now we have half Nine. a container of sugar plus eight more pounds of sugar. Mm-hmm. So that was unnecessary. I probably should have bought brown sugar because we I, I made cookies yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron from someone she knows in the program from a few years ago got a very good chocolate chip cookie recipe, and it's now really the only chocolate chip cookies we make. It, I've, I'm sure I've talked about this, but it's a little bit more intensive because you have to brown butter to make them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it is just a pretty straightforward cookie recipe. The only difference being that it has a higher quantity of brown sugar than most recipes. And instead of just straight eggs, it's like an egg and an egg yolk. Mm. Um, but they're quite good. And they've kind of become, I say more often than not, I'm the one who makes them now. Erin mm-hmm. might brown the butter because she's not always happy with how I do it. Although I do think I did a good job yesterday. Uh, but I tend to do the final assembly and dealing with all the pans and stuff and, you know, the the, the final process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did feel like a fool, though, because I was in the process of combining all the ingredients and I was like halfway through mixing the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients being like, why does this feel different? And I realized that's right, because the last like two times we've made these we used the KitchenAid mixer to make sure that I didn't have to hurt my forearm while mixing together the dry and wet ingredients mm. and I just without air in there I just don't even remember the KitchenAid mixer exists it's like right in front of me and I was <laughs> just like oh well too late now and I just finished like it was fine uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it'd feel a little silly for forgetting that um, but yeah c- cookies turned out great Erin brought like half of them to her lab today and I've eaten like half a dozen today uh, which is not great, but they are very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Aaron wants to make some other, like, I don't know what to call them. I think they're just like fall spice sugar cookies or something like that is my understanding. Apparently it's a Taylor Swift recipe or a recipe that Taylor Swift endorses oh. is my understanding. Interesting. Uh, so I had to get a bunch of different spices for that. Not not actually. We we actually had a fair amount of what Aaron needed, but what we didn't have, we didn't have all spice, and we didn't have cardamom, so I had to get those. Um, and Aaron also wants to make carrot cake, which is her kind of specialty. I would say mm-hmm. her and her mom's. Mm. So, carrot cake sounds good. That how did that come? I talked about carrot cake with someone yesterday. Oh. And it came up because I think I wanted carrot cake. So I was thinking about carrot cake. And then they said something, probably just vaguely with the right number of syllables. And I thought they said carrot cake. <laughs> that pretty much sums up the story, I think. Yeah. And then they were like, no, I did not say carrot cake. And I was like, oh, oops, okay. Are you sure? You said yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yep. I don't know when Aaron's planning on making those things. Her birthday's tomorrow. So... I think part of the baking spree was inspired by that fact. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the the total plans are. It was not made clear to me. Yeah. The, co- the cookies are done on my end, okay. so. Okay. Yeah. 
Takes a while, though. Mm-hmm. Because I think this recipe makes... It's one of those things where, like, when you read a recipe, they tell you, oh, it should make this many cookies. And then it's never right, you know? Mm-hmm. So the original version of the recipe, a single batch, claims to make 16 to 20 cookies. Right? Mm-hmm. I almost always double it because... I can never commit to a single kind of chocolate chip with these cookies because they're fancy. So I like getting fancy chocolate chips. And -hmm. so this time around, I did half dark chocolate morsels and half milk chocolate chips. Um, But I so I doubled it. Right. So that would make it it should make 32 to 40 cookies. Right. And I always end up with like at least 50. It feels like Mm -hmm. Um, a good amount. But get your values worth. Absolutely. I assume after this, baking will reduce for another month or so. I don't know. How much sugar you got? It sounds like maybe... Well, maybe sugar should... lasts a while. Okay. I did check the expiration on the brand new one that I bought, and it is 2028. Mm-hmm. So not a big rush. Do you have powdered sugar? Like, uh, I did buy a pound of powdered sugar yesterday as well because that was requested. I think it's needed for the cream cheese frosting for the carrot cake. Ooh, yeah. 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 I had something in my kitchen yesterday. Uh, or wait. No, this was on sun. Was it on Sunday? No, it was yes. It was definitely yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm just having a conversation with myself over here. Uh, something in my kitchen that looked like powdered sugar, but definitely did not taste like powdered sugar. Mm. Um, Is this what the d- kids call cocaine? <laughs> now I notice that's exactly what it sounds like I'm alluding to, but that wasn't <laughs> the plan of what I wanted to talk was about. Was it baking powder? <laughs> it was not. Mm. Cornstarch. No, I will say it's not something you should be eating. Well, you shouldn't just eat cornstarch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want oobleck in your throat. Yeah, I'm having to choose my words carefully because it's definitely like, I think it probably okay, is technically uh, a food additive, but... Uh, oh, you, is, is technically a food additive? Okay, like I was about to is, say, like wood chips or something like that. <laughs> well, wood chips are probably technically a food additive too. Like you can make yeah, I suppose. <laughs> freaking uh, Rice Krispies with some sawdust in it and like... It's yeah. surprising the amount of sawdust you can fit in the right crisp rice krispies before people notice. <laughs> Was it incredibly finely shredded coconut? No, that's that's a good idea though. Uh, I have no idea. What what was this? Um, I'm out I of got white powdered a, things. I got a new rock climbing chalk bag. Oh, so I was <laughs> transplanting my chalk from my old chalk bag into my new chalk bag, um, <sighs> and I made a wee bit of a mess. That's funny. Um, and when I started noticing that it was getting kind of like poofy a little bit, I was like, oh, let me just take my old chalk bag outside and we'll go out to my balcony and I'm going to just kind of like wave it around and like knock off a lot of this extra chalk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just on it. Cause at this point I'm just like putting this in a Ziploc bag after this and throwing it in deep storage in case I need it ever. Um, and there was a lot more than I thought. And I had a lot more fun than I was expecting. Like, holding my chalk bag upside down, putting my hand in it and like kind of flapping my hand back and forth to like smack the chalk out mm-hmm. um, without really thinking that much about what was happening as there was a slight breeze. And I walked it inside and I like went back to the kitchen to like the area I was doing this on. And I just like looked down at my arms. and was like, I know I'm really white, <laughs> but like I have like a farmer's tan of whiteness right now. Yeah. Because I, like, looked down, like, 
reached on my arm and like my t-shirt like moved up a little bit and there was like a definitive line where my t-shirt had ended and i was like oh <laughs> i need to like spray my whole self down i think because <laughs> i was just like coated in a like surprisingly thick layer of chalk for what i'd just done yeah that's and excellent. that's uh, yeah and ch- i don't like chalk it gets everywhere mm-hmm. it's like sand but worse yep. to be honest less rough and coarse though more like sticky i will say if you if you want if you want more use for your chalk there is a subset of professional disc golfers who enjoy using chalk Ooh, get a little more snap on your throws maybe i'll bring my chalk bag with me and look like a total tool bag as i lose a disc in the in the brush after i spend like three minutes chalking up my hands and doing like a whole like clap and toss of the ch- have you ever seen the videos of like the sumo wrestlers doing their like chalk oh, yeah. toss yeah like doing that whole thing and then just like shanking it into a tree well you know what you won't be the first and you won't be the last <laughs> part of a long line just of as long as you don't fools. have a cart yeah you'll just be for- you'll be forgettable okay okay you don't have a cart you don't have any branded disc golf gear to my knowledge Unless you became like a prodigy shill without me knowing somehow, but I kind of doubt it. Oh yeah, I got I got all these hats and like or sweatbands worse, and stuff. A Lone Star Disc Golf shill. Mm. You should look up some Lone Star Disc Golf commercials. They are hilariously bad. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking of things that you don't want me to bring up, so I'm not going to bring them up. That's all right. No, the funny thing with prodigy is that they were the first ones to have... I think for them, it's called the Prodigy Street Team. And it's like their own version of an MLM within the company. It's very funny. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what it sounds like, too. <sighs> I told you about my lost disc, right? Mm. Mm. Maybe? No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, I brought five discs to Minnesota... And we play Blue Ribbon Pines. And there's this hole where it's like maybe 150 feet downhill. No, not even 150 feet. Like 100 feet. Like a downhill tunnel. And there's like a scummy pond that's immediately deep. And then past that is a hill, like the fairway to the rest of the hole. It's par four. And I've played this hole multiple ways. When I first started playing and I first was going to Blue Ribbon Pines, I would just take a putter and like pitch up. The, the tunnel you know and end up very short and not do a good job but whatever i wasn't gonna lose a disc and eventually i got confident and i started throwing it across the water because i knew i could and that was also fine so i did that with a disc uh when i was back the other week and hit a tree like i threw it too high it hit a tree it bounced it was on the left side of this tunnel it, it bounced to the left off the tree right so I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm, and the water's, like, up and to the right, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm going to, like, be stuck in the woods. That's That sucks. And then I hear the disc go, and then I see it come into the, my line of sight, rolling very slowly to the right as it just falls into the water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you definitely hadn't told me about this. That's crushing. Yeah. That's all right. It was a disc that I had p- purchased in june of this year at a disc golf tournament and it wasn't that precious to me but it did happen to be a prodigy disc (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And the only one of which I own. And now I don't have any. I'm sorry. I think it was a sign. That's all right. They do dredge those lakes like every once in a while. So so it'll pro- I'll probably end up getting a text in the next six months telling me that they found my disc and I'll have to go ask Max if he wants to pick it up for me or something. Mm-hmm. So that's all right. You want to know it's also all right, Grant? I would love to. Petunia and Dre by Allison Garwood. And I think this is one of the first brand new comics we've had in a while. This was this does not look familiar at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have our, I assume, based on the cover image for this pot for, for this comic, that the two characters we can see are Petunia and Dre. Uh, Dre is standing with like his arms crossed, facing to the left, away from Petunia, and Petunia is like poking her head in from the right side of the panel looking at the back of his head. And Dre says, or Petunia says, what you doing, babe? Dre says, thinking. And Petunia says, about what? Dre says, well, I don't know. And then Petunia says, hmm, doesn't seem to be working. And Dre gives a scowl. So. So. Do you ever do you ever feel like you get questioned when you're just when you're just thinking? Uh oh yeah, that's classic. This is a classic interaction, just without the the last part. Yeah, yeah. You know. Do you? Maybe this is something we've talked about recently, and I apologize if it is. But like, do you ever like? Are you normally when that happens? Are you like normally actually like think about something like something particular well, or like? Er, so this particular interaction, I think it's the more typical one is actually the, like, what are you thinking about is, like, the direct question, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not preceded by it. I think it's just you, someone notices you're just sitting there, and they say, mm-hmm. what are you thinking about? And then you either have something that you happen to be thinking about, or you say nothing, because it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've got a nothing box that your brain goes to. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, how not always, feel, but but frequently. How do you feel about your nothing box? Um, it's hard to have a feeling about nothing. I think. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll let you have that one. Um, let me rephrase my question in a more specific manner. How do you feel about your time that you spend mm. mentally in your nothing box? When you are no longer in the nothing box, how do you feel about the time that you had, have, have had, had spent in it? <laughs> um, that is, that is interesting. Part of me thinks that the nothing box doesn't exist until it's pointed out. You know, it's like, it is a, it's a quantum nothing box. <laughs> once that... it's, once it's observed, it moves. Okay. Okay. You know, like... Once it's pointed out to me that I'm just sitting there, like it's not the because it's not the same as zoning out. I don't think, but there is like a it's so hard to describe. But I I feel like l- let me go back to like the way I wanted to initially answer your question, which is like okay. how do I feel about my time with a nothing box? You know, like a more generalized version. Part of me thinks that I don't give myself enough opportunities to be in my nothing box. Hmm. So uh, if I'm going out for a walk or something, th- that won't necessarily put me in a nothing box. Sometimes going for a walk, I am I am thinking about lots of things. 
but also sometimes I'm not. And, and most of the time though, I go out for a walk and I'm listening to a podcast or something and I don't give myself the chance. Really the closest I get on a daily basis to really having that chance is like playing a mindless game on my phone. Mm-hmm. So like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm playing like flow, but I don't really have to think about that game most of the time. It's just a thing I do. Okay. At this point, it's like, a, it's almost like muscle memory kind of. Mm-hmm. And so everything else, like it's not, I'm not really paying attention to the game, but I'm not really thinking about other stuff, but that's like a, a sad excuse for nothing. It's not really a nothing box. It's more just like, it's a distraction in the way that like watching like a, some sort of like semi trashy TV show is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think my overall sense is, I do have one. I know I have one. I don't find myself in it that often, I don't think. And I feel like I would rather allow myself the opportunity to more frequently. Okay. Yeah. So in general, positive. Um, yeah. Because you want to do it or you feel like you should allow yourself to do it more. At least the opportunity. You know, it's it's one of those things you just sort of, again, you find yourself in it. When someone asks about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like an experience that passes me by, and I'm sure it happened. But then it gets replaced with some sort of not nothing. And then that not nothing is kind of like glosses over the fact that maybe before that was nothing. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I, th- I think so. I think so. An experience I wanted to ask you about so is something I have is... Like, there's certainly times where I go to the nothing box and it's just like, like, yeah, just nothing happened. Like, it's just like kind of ghost town up there for a little bit. And then you pop back into reality and you're like, oh, I was just like in a Wild West ghost town. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do the whistle, but you insert whistle in your head here. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <whistles> wah, wah, How was that? Wah. That was actually like impressively quality. Thank you. Um, that was exactly what I imagined it sounding like when I thought about doing it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it that good. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, so there's certainly times like that where like, yeah, just nothing going on. And like, I think those times are good. And I think there's value in those times of just like chilling, just chilling, just mm-hmm. chilling. Then there's also times where I feel like like, I feel like the same feeling of, like, coming out of the nothing box, but it feels like something was accomplished. Like, hmm. like a new idea is just, like, in my head. But, like, I wasn't thinking about... I don't, like... I, I wasn't, like, consciously thinking about it. You, but like, it, while it just, being like, awake had the experience that people have, like, when they go to sleep, when they get y- stuck on a problem kind of a thing? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, And so, I guess the question is, like, do you think... Is that an example of going to the nothing box? Or is... Or is, like, the fact that you came out of it with something tangible, does that mean that, like, you clearly weren't there? Because, like, your brain was clearly in a box that was doing something that wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you weren't aware of it. So as long as I'm not conscious to the fact. I, th- I think that's what matters, because if you're not conscious to it, then to your lived experience, it didn't happen. <laughs> right? But it... I don't We're know if I can get real agree. philosophical like, real fast. <laughs> I want to agree with you, but I really don't think I can agree with that train of logic there. Cause like, like not if that, I, not that nothing happened, 
but that it's not an experience you had, right? So in your experience, all you can say is, I I wasn't thinking about anything in the way that you could think about a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know that you weren't there, you know, puzzling over some issue. You just, you weren't. And so instead, you just kind of were doing whatever, you know, eyes blank, mind empty to your knowledge, mm-hmm. and then something pops up. I don't know why, but maybe it's your cadence. It really felt like knees weak, arm spaghetti, <laughs> <laughs> but mind blank. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I'm on just like a weird level tonight. I'm sorry about that. Ooh. But I don't know. Brains are weird. Symphony Orchestra concert. I'm being advertised now. Nice. Okay, on that end, you should go to my comic. You know what's a Symphony Orchestra concert that's being advertised to me on my computer? I don't know. But also, there's Buckles by David Gilbert. I'm going to admit that is the weakest segue I've had in years. That's okay. I was not saying you should go to it because it offered a good segue. Oh. It'll all it'll all come together. Okay. Okay. Um. Wait, did I say the name? Yeah, I said the name. Mm. Um. So, so we're we're set in a in a home. I must say, I must say, there's a. There's oh I'm I'm sorry I'm reading the first panel to give myself some context. Uh, there's clearly two people who live here. We're sitting in a in a bathroom right now. There's a a woman with a bathroom robe on, um, and a toothbrush and some toothpaste. Or oh, I feel like I see where this is going. I like this. Uh, and and she's uh, she's sitting there saying to herself, "What's what's this on the taped on the bathroom mirror? Hmm." An ad for a snowblower sale. And it cuts to her sitting in a sitting in an armchair, we'll say, read holding a holding a book. Uh, uh, uh specifically we're gonna say probably a uh, some sort of a crossword puzzle book. And and she's she's pulling something out of it and says, What's this in my crossword puzzle book? See how perceptive I am. Uh hmm. An ad for a snowblower sale. Again, quickly cuts. Um, now in the kitchen, standing in front of an open cabinet, holding a mug in her hand, pulling a piece of paper, presumably out of the mug. What's this stuck in my favorite teacup? Hmm. An ad for a snowblower sale. The final cut, her to a front window of, I assume, her house. There's a man standing in front of this window, peering out of it. She's holding in her hands three ads for a snowblower sale. Says to the man, Gee, Paul, are you trying to hint something? And Paul, without breaking eye contact with the 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 uh, wonderful world outside that window, just says, They say it's going to be a heavy winter this year, Jill. I'm really trying to figure out how this, how this connects. Grant, how often does targeted advertisement work on you? Oh, oof. Um, Speaking of advertisements to a symphony near you. 
Yeah, I'm is probably the not connection Grant. I'm pro- there we go. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh I'm probably not going to the symphony. Um cuz like, it was an interesting ad. It was just like a very unexpected ad. It was actually a a Oh, do I say this? Uh yeah, I'm going to say this out loud. Let's let the world have it or the advertisers have it. Uh, a surprisingly well-targeted ad. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get a lot of really poorly targeted ads. Um and so I think because of that, I don't think I could ever say that it that like targeted advertising works really, really well on me just because I feel like the targeting isn't very good. Hmm. Maybe that's just what they're trying to make me think. But like I get a lot of like Spanish language targeted ads. Mm-hmm. I think this has been mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also come along with the caveat of like, I don't speak Spanish very well. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it challenging for those targeted ads to target me very effectively, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, like, all subconscious and, like, I'm actually, like... Really good at Spanish. Yeah, like, my subconscious loves Spanish and it's just, like... <laughs> it's affecting every aspect all of my nothing life. nothing box is is Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> my nothing box is actually uh spain <laughs> my brain just goes i my brain shuts off and i become a like middle-aged spanish man in uh oh frick where's ricky rubio from Where oh they, uh, uh catalonia or something like that? yeah from, like the weird oh, wait, place wait is that is that um, a like politically charged thing for me to say something about like isn't there some region well, of Spain that's like kind of not Spain or like yeah? Like there's um that's the that's the place to which I'm referring, but now I'm looking it up. Um, if he is actually from that part, all it says he's from El Masnou, El Masnau, Spain, and I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, Catalan. Okay. Yeah, in the province of Barcelona, Catalonia. Yeah, Catalonia is the like, um historically kind of separate part of Spain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's okay. say. Well, we'll just leave that one. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think about other targeted ads. I get targeted for a lot of things that I want that I'll never buy. Or mm. at least in like, like soon times. That's not the right way to say that, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to catch on, Grant. Yeah, yeah, the soon times. Out, out goes the near future, it comes the soon times. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like after all the work that I did today on like cutting edge scientific Ooh. problems, uh, sometimes I feel really smart <laughs> and then I say things like soon times. I wish I was recording so I could insert the first thing you said was, which is physically I'm exhausted but mentally I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so so anyway what i was actually gonna say is something that was recently uh i assume targetedly advertised to me was um a glass renter for a sink like you know those like if you go to like 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 from a bar yeah like if you go to like a like a brewery like they'll take the glass and rinse it first upside down on that thingamajobber yeah 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 i have always wanted one of those from the first time that i saw one in a bar i immediately went home and looked 
and at that time, like this was years ago, you couldn't find one like easily online for like a yeah. reasonable price. Like it was hundreds of dollars to get one. Um, and so I didn't at the time. And then I was just like, saw one in a targeted ad. Uh, I assumed targeted just cause like it was, it felt very applicable. And I was like, wait, what, how much are they now? And they're like 20 bucks, you know, mm. for like 20 bucks. Dang. And I really want to get one, but I also rent it in an apartment. And so like, that's definitely <laughs> not something that I can do. Um, but it's been like rattling around in my brain of like, oh, how much work am I willing to put into like making this a bespoke solution that doesn't like break my lease? Yeah. Uh, of like, is there a way that I can like couple it without technically doing plumbing to like just the output of the faucet where it's like easily removable and then like mount it in a non permanent? Like, I'm deep in the rabbit hole and I can't find a good solution to it. So I'm Who definitely not. Who needs a bathroom money. sink? Yeah. Like, like, or could I just, like, couple it into my toilet somehow or something, you know? Like, like I don't need to go to the bathroom in a toilet at home. I'll just hold it till I go to work. Uh, that's excellent. I feel like I, I don't have any desire for one of those, but the closest thing that, even though it's not really a thing I aspire to get, would interest me greatly is one of the bottom fill glasses. Oh, that you just, like, set on top of a thing and it fills up from the bottom? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Can you just, like, buy those? I mean, you just, you need a special cup and a magnet, but that's about it. I assume they, like, exist. Oh my gosh, they bottom do. Bottom fill drink that's station. That's wild. Bottom, bottomsupbeer.com. First thing. This feels like probably the commercial version, though. But there is just a shop. Draft beer for the home. Home kegerators, drinkware, and oh, magnets. that's definitely a thing that that exists. Yeah, I, that's expensive. I bet. I am s- sure. Contact of that. for purchase. That sounds out of my budget. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Okay, there's okay reverse tap from a different company. Um, well, whatever. I'm sure it exists. Mm-hmm. I have a magnet from one of those places. In the town that my parents live in now. They have a bottom fill bar system. Mm. And you can keep the magnet. Hmm. If you so choose. But I've yet to be advertised one of those. Honestly, the biggest targeted ad that hasn't appeared to me by my memory. Are you familiar with Uni Pizza Ovens? I think so. Let me just Google it to make sure that I'm thinking of the right ones. Or maybe I'm just like aware of a knockoff. But They're advertised frequently on podcast that's how i first heard about them and now i'm going to the website i'm sure i will get an ad for them but it's the sort of thing that i've wanted yeah and will get at some point for years really oh yeah why would i not once i have the space to like put one outside i want one of these that is so fascinating because if you if you oh i am Oh, Mark, this is why we're good friends. We just like are are so opposite in s- certain like niche ways, I feel like. But we also are like very well aligned in other ways. But like uh-huh. this is one thing you could have said almost any kitchen gadget. And I would have been like, I'm down. Well, this is not a kitchen gadget. This is a deck gadget. <laughs> a, a food preparation related gadget. <laughs> and 
And like, this is the one that I'm like, yeah, I don't want one of these. This is pointless to my life. It brings me no value. I would never use, like, I can justify using a lot of dumb food preparation things. I don't think this is one of them. That's all right. But I love that you... You don't have to be able to make pizzas in two minutes. I'll leave that for me. See, no, no, this is why I love it. Because now you can aspire to get one. And then once you get it, you can convince me why Mm. I need one. And then I will immediately want one. (laughs) There we go. My pizza oven is your bidet. Uh, I, I, (laughs) I like the idea of like a heated water bidet, but I think that might be a little too hot for my, for my keister. (laughs) I don't mean in terms of temperature. I just mean in terms of, Oh, um, Oh, you know, suggestion. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Was that analogy a little too SAT for you, Grant? A little bit. The other thing I'm thinking of is like using a pizza oven as a bidet to like carbonize the <laughs> the matter that a bidet would clean off of you rather than cleaning it off. <laughs> Maybe you should cut the episode a couple we, minutes we, before we start this we, conversation. We're in a carbon neutral household here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask what the fuel pilots are for the pizza oven. 